0: The Colorado Inn and KFKA present Rams Weekly, brought to you by Marinda Simpson State Farm Insurance. Here's Brady Hull
1: and Kevin Lytle. It is Rams Weekly. I am Brady Hull. Kevin Lytle is uh where where are you, Kevin? You're you're on the road somewhere? Did you make it back? Yeah, where are you?
0: Yeah, I'm
2: uh, making my way back home. Just landed at TIA after the CSU Nevada game last night. So a quick—I don't know. I think I was on the ground in Nevada like 20 hours.
1: Okay. Well, um, you got to be up close and personal, Kevin, to witness this game against the Wolf Pack, and it was a—you know—it was—it was weird because no CSU wasn't shooting very well, and they—they they weren't coming up with the stops they needed. But for a good chunk of the game. They were within that eight-to-five-point margin where I just thought, man, all it's going to take here is one big three, you know, one, one or two major stops here, and the Rams could be within a score or two, and then this could get interesting. They could just never get to that spot.
2: Yeah, that, that absolutely, in a lot of ways, was the story of the game. CSU didn't play great but lingered. Um, I counted up 14 times in the second half a CSU score, whether it be a, a bucket or a free throw cut it to either 5, 6, or 7 points, which, yeah, is sort of an arbitrary, um, you know, range, but like you say, that, that means, you know, basically two possessions could swing that game and have a lot of pressure on Nevada, but CSU never got it, it would either, Nevada would make a big bucket, usually Jared Lucas or Keenan Blackshear, or the couple times CSU did get stopped when they were in that 5 to 7 point range is when they wouldn't score, you um, you know the offense was better in the second half, but the timeliness still wasn't there. So, so yeah, and CSU kind of lurked, but you know Nevada made the you know crucial winning plays.
1: I think you put something in your column, Kevin, in the Colorado and um, something along the lines of you know their Nevada's stars were shining, and and Colorado State's really weren't. And you mentioned it with Lucas, 28 po- 48 points between he and uh, Blackshear, between Isaiah Strong or excuse me, uh, Isaiah Stevens and Neat Clifford. You're talking 15 points there. So it was just one of those nights where a lot of things went wrong for CSU, but also your stars didn't really overcome that in in the way that we kind of saw with the Wolfpack last night.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the last game against UNLV, CSU's stars were great. They really carried the team. And then this one, they were off. I mean, you know, Stevens, Clifford, and Cartier are your three lean scorers on the season. And at halftime, they had two total points between them. Um you know, they those three combined shoot I think it was twenty eight percent on the game. So even though they scored more in the second half, it still wasn't, you know, great and you know, they dug a hole. And, you know, you have to say, Tim Blackshear was good. Jared Lucas was, you know, phenomenal. He he just was incredible. I didn't think CSU's defense was honestly bad. Um, I think there's one time they lost him in a rotation otherwise. It, you know they contested really well. Sometimes a dude just gets some shots, and he did that. So yeah, Nevada. You know, I know CSU. You know, needed that win. I know you know everyone's at their panic stations now. But Nevada needed that win a lot, lot more, and, and their stars really you know carried them.
1: Yeah, here's where I am with it, Kevin. I I am in the panic station. I'm in my own little panic station, but that doesn't mean all is lost. I, my my thing is now the Wyoming game just becomes like, super, super, I mean, I don't know, you you mentioned it, is this, sure feels kind of like that, the MW category, the must win.
2: Yeah, it's, um, certainly if you want to be in the, you know, the race for the Mountain West title, you have to win Saturday. You know, for the NCAA tournament, CSU still has plenty of cushion on the resume. Now, losing Saturday would, uh, remove it, you know, part of that cushion, but, it's it's not a must-win because the season isn't over if you lose it, but it's certainly a very important one to win um, in a lot of ways. So, yeah, if CSU goes and, and beats Wyoming, I think everyone breathes, and, you know, it's kind of disappointing, but everything's okay. But, but yeah, it is just heightened importance. I mean, it's going to be important either way. Either way, you would say CSU kind of, you know, needs to win, wants to win. But it's uh, the magnifying glass is, is really on it now
1: yeah I think you're you're right now it just gets the room for error becomes smaller and smaller uh less and less I should say with this going forward but you know uh, we had Isaiah on my show earlier just talking to him about you know the r- rule number one in this conference is you gotta win at home well at least they're doing that they're taking care of business at home I think there's five more road games something like that Kevin realistically I mean you're, you're kind of thinking man you gotta you gotta win I mean, this is assuming you can win everything at home, which is also a tall task, but you can't really give up many more on the road at this stage. You've got to start stealing some of these.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I continue, right, you know, the, the path, the formula, if you will, was going to be you have to win eight or nine of the nine home games and then probably about four or five of the road games. So, you know, you can do the math on that. They've played three road games. They have six left, so you can still win four or five but again that path is really narrow when you consider of those six one is viejas and one is the pit so you know your margin of error is gone like you say obviously you know csu's three and oh at home that you know people seem to be again with the panic stations forgetting that csu beat a new mexico team who's lighting everyone else up at home so the home has been good uh but yeah you're just margin of error is greatly reduced now but that's <laughs> That's what this league is. CSU has, it's not an excuse, but it is true that CSU's played three of the, the harder road games. But that also means you better go win these ones. You have to win at Wyoming. You have to win at Fresno next week. Uh, it's not till the end of the season, but you have to win at Air Force. So that, you know, if you do those, that gives you your, you know, three of your road wins. And then it's like, okay, where, you know, where are you going to pluck off one or two others? Um, so it's not all loss.
0: But the
1: the pass is is getting a little smaller. Yeah, so talk to us about what's going on with this team when when they get on the road. Well, even even the wins against Air Force, you and I talked a lot about that Air Force game. Didn't feel right either, but they found a way, and then they dominated in overtime. They get UNLV. uh, But the shooting, especially on the road, has been rough. And like you said, the defense hasn't been awful. Even on the contested, they've had some contested shots. Nevada was just hitting everything. But what's going on here, Kevin? Like The offense just seems a little out of sorts. Is it a specific player? Are they not running things uh, efficiently enough? Um, Should Isaiah Stevens be trying to force the issue a little bit early on? What's what's your assessment of what's going on with Colorado State at this stage?
2: Yeah, very big picture. I, I would say it's definitely offensively. I think the defense has mostly been fine. I mean, yeah, there are things that go wrong, but... You know, that's a basketball game. It's it's funny. You know, in football season, we talked about how, you know, whining about play calling sort of became a catch-all for uh, fans of, you know, well, I'm mad that the team's losing, so I'm going to say play calling is bad. That's why things are bad. Uh, the, the basketball version of that has become soft inside. So I was laughing at people, you know, a lot of people say, oh, we're soft inside after last night's game. Nevada beat them with Jared Lucas hitting shots on the perimeter. So, you know, I don't, I don't really know where that came from. But defensively, has mostly been okay. But offensively, yeah, CSU needs to – it's it's a funky mix of, in some ways, they're forcing things. Uh, so, you know, almost too aggressive, you could say. But in some ways, it is too passive, kind of around the perimeter a bit. Like I say, they keep taking – you know, you don't sit there and say, oh, man, they're taking just horrendous shots but they're not great shots either. They're kind of settling for okay looks. And part of that is I think they're not getting the aggressive paint touches that they need. And so that's maybe where that inside determination, focus, strength, whatever you want to call it, needs to come. I think a few things I'm looking for is, you know, Isaiah Stevens has really focused on being a facilitator early in games, which you can understand and appreciate, try and get everyone else going. That's the way you get an offense going, and that's not wrong. But right now, I think what this team probably needs is the offense over the last few weeks has been the best when he's just getting into the paint and either scoring there uh, because you know he can usually beat guys on dribble drive or getting in there and then you kick out and those become really good looks. Uh, so I would love on Saturday for Isaiah Stevens to you know, kind of go in kill mode right away and, and be really aggressive and trying to create his own looks. And like I say, if that leads to buckets, great. If that leads to him kicking out for, for wide open shots, that's great too. And then I think the other thing, Pat Cartier, when he's at his best, he's dominating inside and then he can stretch out and hit the occasional three. I think maybe, again, this is where I say settling a little bit. He's probably you know taking a little bit too much of those perimeter threes that he can obviously hit, but often. You know, really functions well when he's abusing guys inside. You know, you go back to that New Mexico game. He was so efficient in the paint. I would like to see some of those touches because, again, that opens up the the defense. But again, cartier has been foul trouble, and that leads to just a whole trickle down of rotation, offensive problems, you know, all sorts of things. So those are a couple of the highlights that I look for that CSU you'll try and uh, you know potentially try and you know, I guess fix things or get things right
1: again well and with Isaiah Stevens I fully expect him to come out aggressive you know he told us on the show on his show Kevin he's like yeah you know I'm not I'm, I'm going to try not to change anything or whatever but I I think that might be a little bit of the the coach speak thing you know whatever because I could see him coming out really aggressive in that uh, in that first half against Wyoming especially because it's a rivalry game um, but he has that ability. Last night was just off. Even when he got aggressive, he still wasn't, you know, he's 0-4 from the three-point line. He was just off. You're not going to see many games like that, so I wouldn't be shocked, man, if he comes out that first half and he's already up around 12, 13 points just in the first.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked at that either. I think that's that's what this team needs, a little bit of that swagger, um, because I think they've just been a little low on confidence on the road. You know, people, people want to call it soft or whatever, I, not sure it's, you know, that, that's, again, kind of a catch-all phrase that people like to use. But um, I think it's one of those you have a little bit of drop in success, and then it festers a bit as you continue to have a drop in success on the road. And so you're just, you know, your confidence dips. You know, that's what happens with humans when, you, when you're when you not having, you know, succeeding at the level you want to. Uh, so Stevens, you know, being the guy that's done everything he's done, I could totally see him. Play. I think I go into real attack mode early. If like settle down, you know, if he gets uh, you know six early paint points uh, and a couple assists from kickouts, that will just calm everyone down. I think.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Kevin Lytle joining us as he always does for Rams Weekly here. Maybe be back in studio next week. I don't know what the schedule looks like. I Haven't even looked at it yet. I think we should be. Yeah, Yeah. should be good. We're gonna have a friend of the show, friend of the station, friend of Kevin's mind, whatever. John Weber with the Green and Gold Guard wanted to just bring him on. Kevin is like our special guest to get his thoughts on the game last night. Um, Obviously, he's so invested in all things. Colorado State, so wanted to get a chance to get John on the show. First time on Rams Weekly, so we'll give him a call here in just a moment. Get him on the program. It's Rams Weekly, presented by State Farm Insurance, Miranda Simpson. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back into Rams Weekly, presented by Miranda Simpson with State Farm Insurance. I am Brady Hole, Kevin Lytle. On the road, making his way back up into the Fort Collins area after being at uh, the Nevada-Colorado State game last night. Also joining us on our on our line here with the Green and Gold Guard, a great friend of mine, a great friend of ours here at the station, uh, John Weber. John, thank you so much for, for joining us, man. We were looking forward to it. Kevin and I have been wanting to get you on Rams Weekly. Pick your brain a bit, but we appreciate your time, my friend.
0: I appreciate you guys. Great to join you again today.
1: Yeah, well, and, and I wanted to get your thoughts on, because I know you're so invested um, with all things Colorado State, and, you know, you, you get into these games just like all of us do, like these fans, you care so deeply. Uh, how you doing? Did you recover after that one last night? That was a rough one for all of us. I think we're all well, feeling yeah, it. Well,
0: yeah, we're, we're, we're all doing fine here this morning, uh, or this afternoon at this point.
1: Uh, you know. Oh we still got you John. I don't know what yep, happened yep, there. I'm
0: here yep not sure what that was um hey, the road in the mountain west conference is uh that's a tough place to be it's a tough place to live and and uh i i'm I'm hopeful obviously that we'll get down the the path here and find a couple ways to steal a couple on the road it's a you know that's that's going
1: to be important for us as we move forward. Yeah, Kevin and I were talking. Big one coming up on Saturday, John. Huge rivalry border game. War. Everything. Border war. It's 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 just absolutely massive. So can't wait for that. What's going on with the Green and Gold Guard lately, John? Um, I follow you guys on social media. You guys continue to just do new things all the time. Getting getting folks involved, uh, and I, I think it's been really fun and exciting to see the engagement from Rams fans with what you're doing.
0: It has been fun, and, and uh, you know, each time that we, we we do a little bit more, people get a little bit more excited, a little bit more in, engaged, and, and that's uh, that's a tremendous thing. You know, we, we've got a couple opportunities here uh, coming up in uh, uh, the last game in January, and then uh, for the for the men, and then headed into February for the women, where we'll do a, a, a little nil night at, uh, at at CSU for the for the game. So we're we're looking forward to that. Um, we're going we're to have some. Uh, Trading card options out there that uh, you know for for folks that give a a, a, a small little donation to the Green and Gold Guard, um, so it's gonna be it'll be a fun night. Well, a whole different.
1: Yeah, and, and you guys are getting so creative with this too. Cuz you and I have talked about this a lot where where mm. businesses in the area, they they like maybe they like the idea of NIL. They 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 enjoy it. They just can't get their their hands around it. They can't understand it. And that's what I love what you guys are doing. You do understand it. You are helping these businesses or these individual donors along the way understand it more. And that's where I think it's just so impactful where this NIL stuff can be really exciting.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate that. And that you know, it does take a, a, a lot of education, uh, to for people to understand what this is and how it works and, and for businesses that are in the community, how they're you know, able now to, to, to leverage arguably what might be some of the more prominent people that are in our community for the you know, for the good of their business. Um, or, or you know, whether it's goods or services or whatever it happens to be, uh, you know, there's a tremendous opportunity out there for businesses now to get involved and, and, and leverage the the name, image, and likeness of our of our local
1: student-athletes. John Weber joining us with the Green and Gold Guard, and uh, again, I'm just a big fan. Uh, as you know, I was always uh, into this stuff. I've been into the NIL stuff, so when I met you, I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is a guy that gets it. How how often do you have to do, like, a refreshing uh, course, almost, of, of what's new in the world of NIL? When because you, you, you're because you constantly learning. This is constantly evolving. We're always hearing new and interesting stories. How how often do you kind of have to, uh, you, I don't know, reinform yourself of new things coming up and just and, and as far as the news surrounding name, image, and likeness?
0: Oh, literally every day. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so, <laughs> there are, you know, I, I spend a fair amount of time, you know, literally every day going out there and, and seeing who's talking about what and and whether it's Results of an NCAA convention or whether it's, uh, um, you know, creative ideas that I see other collectives doing, um, you know, paying attention to all that stuff. You've, you've got to spend the time, you know, no matter what you do, no matter what, what, what your, what your expertise is, what your field of expertise is, you've got to spend time being connected to, you know, what's happening in your industry. That's something that I've always done, regardless of, of what kind of business I was involved with. So this is, it's nothing new to me, but this is, this is definitely a rapidly you know, evolving environment.
1: You know, it, 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 and that's why I admire what you guys do so much. And it's fun, folks. And I do suggest follow them on Twitter because I, I love seeing the updates at the GG Guard. Um, there, you're, you know, you guys are posting things. You're obviously posting the sports side of things too, but any of the new things that you're doing, you know, big night for the Orange Out uh, last week. And I, I just think that that is truly engaging. It's not just, hey, here's some money. Go, good luck to you guys. You guys are doing so much with that.
0: Yeah, we we want to impact the community as much as we possibly can. So it, it's important for uh, the student athletes at Colorado State, you know, early on in their lives to understand the the, the power of the of the give back cycle. Uh, we're we're really proud to create the opportunities for the for the players to get involved in the community. Uh, you know, we've worked with a number of charitable organizations now, from from Women Give uh, underneath the United Way umbrella to Boys and Girls Club, the Matthews House. Uh, center for family Out- outreach respite care uh, we've been able to you know connect uh you know at this point at uh, over 65 different uh student athletes at colorado state with with opportunities to help these charities uh raise funds for their own operations and uh increase their cause awareness so it's a it's a phenomenal match and it's uh it's something that i'm
1: proud to do john how, how many athletes are you working with now uh, in
0: total we've done over 65 wow. since, we've, uh, since we've gotten started
1: that is just incredible and i know it's just going to keep growing from there uh as as you guys grow where this is just a, a big opportunity for for these athletes to to get involved and get involved with in the community make some extra money but also working for that money too that's that's the beautiful part of this they're they're using their name in, in, in likeness and they're putting it to good use yeah
0: they're they're making a difference in the community and that that's that's something that I think all of us can be proud of,
1: John. For our listeners um, that maybe aren't up to speed on on what you guys are doing, how can people, how can our Rams fans uh, find out more about what you're doing? How to get involved? You know, some people you can you might have ten bucks, whatever. It all goes somewhere. Sure. It's all it's all a positive thing. How can they go find you guys and, and learn how to get involved?
0: Yeah, the easiest thing is uh, is to look us up, like you said, on on Twitter slash X. Um, at the GG Guard is uh, is a way to find us and follow us there, and then uh, theggguard.com website uh, will will be the spot for individual donors to connect with us.
1: All right. If you've
0: got uh, if you've got a, a business that you own, operate, or influence, uh, you can visit theguardunleashed.com, and uh, you know we we, we can. We can certainly connect with you there and figure out a way that uh, you, you can leverage uh, some of these student-athletes.
1: Uh, I, I absolutely love it. As you know, man, um, I, I admire what you're doing, and I think it's just going to keep growing. Hopefully, we can, uh, we can work with you down the road. Okay, last one. Serious question for you. Ready, John? I'm ready. Kansas City or Baltimore?
0: Ooh. I'm going to go with Kansas City. It's a shorter plane ride.
1: <laughs> See, I, I like <laughs> that kind of logic. Actually, that works. Uh, Detroit... Or San Francisco. Uh
0: I'm gonna go. Um, i go San Francisco.
1: Okay. All right. So you got you got a San Francisco, San Francisco Chiefs. You got a San Francisco Chiefs Super Bowl uh, yep. coming up. All right. John, I had to ask you the important one last. Man, yep, Say nope, that. Save that really cr- critical question there for you. Uh, and let's see if this Rams team can get on the right track coming up uh, this weekend against Wyoming. It's gonna be a huge game. So can't wait for that one.
0: Yes,
1: sir. Go Rams. All right, John, my friend, we'll catch up with you soon, okay? Have a good one. All right, you too. John Weber with the green and gold guard. Awesome to catch up with him. We'll take a quick break. We lost Kevin along the way. We just lost him. We'll see if we can get him back. Kevin Lytle of the Colorado. And What do the Rams need to do to get back? They got a monster game. As close to must-win as you can get if you want to win the regular season title. It's Rams Weekly. We'll be right back. Welcome back into Rams Weekly, presented by State Farm Insurance, Mirinda Simpson, who is a CSU alum and a diehard. Rams fan. We found Kevin Lytle. We got him back. He's been on the journey out there, but we got him back probably for the best. It's always awkward with two phone calls at once, Kevin, because we don't know when the other's ready to ask a question. So it worked out. John Weber's great. He's easy to talk to. And uh, it is really unique what they're doing, the Green and Gold Guard. And shout out to you, Kevin. You did that first piece on the Green and Gold Guard a while back. That's what kind of got me interested in working with them and everything. So it's what I usually do. You, You break the news. You break the stories, and then I just kind of latch on for the you know the leftovers, and and I you know what I'm not I'm not ashamed to admit that.
2: That that's a partnership right there. I mean, <laughs> as long as as long as everyone eats, right?
1: Yep, that's the thing, and that's why I stay right behind you. You clear the path, and I just follow behind. That's what we do. Um, Kevin, big one, as we talked about you got to get i don't want to say on the right track because this is a <laughs> this is a 15 and 4 basketball team um but as we know it, it the second season is that is that conference tournament or conference schedule and it's been average you know 3 and 3 you're handling your business at home you're not handling your business on the road um so you've you've got a lot of positives but certainly some negatives too a lot can be forgiven for the moment if you go out on Saturday afternoon and take care of your rival.
2: Yeah, I mean, we we know how border war works, kind of no matter how the season's going. If, you know, whichever team wins that one, the fans uh, calm down and, and are happy for a little bit. And, you know, certainly for CSU, like you say, big picture, the Rams are still having a phenomenal season. So if you, you know, get this border war win, yeah, you know, not many people are going to be talking about the Nevada game on Sunday. If you go into Laramie and beat up Wyoming, or even not beat them up, win by one and people won't be talking about Nevada. So important game in both, you know, Mountain West standing ways, NCAA tournament resume ways, and just rivalry game ways. So, so yeah, it's a big one.
1: Kevin, if you okay, so what's your percentage as far as confidence that Colorado State, as of right now, is going dancing in March? Hundred percent.
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm certainly over 90%. You know, there's obviously the, you know, the the wiggle room of, you know, you can't just completely tank in the the Mountain West season here. But the – and that's where I keep pointing out to people that are, you know, kind of panicking right now. That non-conference resume is sterling, and that's not changing. Um, You know, that's set in stone. Uh, It's going to be good. So – The Rams are fine. Um, Like I said, they have a lot of NCAA tournament cushion. Again, you can't start losing the, you know, games, but they have no bad losses right now. All four of CSU's defeats are quad one defeats. So yeah, you would like to have one or two of them because it would beef up your resume and your seating. Right now, CSU's resume is still quite nice. It's very clean. So yeah, I'm, you know, above 90 percent.
1: So if you're 90 percent above 90 percent what would a loss to Wyoming in Wyoming do? Would that knock you down to 80 percent or we're playing percentage games here Kevin it's always fun.
2: Yeah yeah I mean you know in some ways (laughs) depend on how it looks you know if Wyoming were to come out and beat CSU by 30 uh, yeah that, that would have a pretty significant impact on my my feeling there but um, still, even if CSU were to lose, it would be the first, you know, kind of res, bad resume loss. So my number's still going to be pretty high at the end of this week, no matter what. Uh, but, yeah, that's also not to just discard any concern and say, all is good, just, you know, carry on. CSU does need to be better, absolutely, no doubt. But I, I just think it's, you know, the reality is, you know, there 's been some disappointment there 's been some you know poor play that needs to improve in some ways, but things are fine
1: what 's going on um, with uh, with a guy like Patrick Cartier? Obviously he got in foul trouble early and that not only does it put you on the bench it changes how you play when you're in foul trouble you just you have to play differently you're not as aggressive um but he kind of seems like he's he's banged up still too I mean what's going on with Cardi? I know I know that was obviously not the main issue from last night but uh, just wondering how he's doing health-wise
2: yeah no it is important um you know first possession of the game he picks up a foul and then picks up another one you know, less than two minutes into the game, it, it changes everything for CSU because he does so much. And that's not the first time I, I don't have the box scores in front of me, obviously, um, but kind of in Mountain West play, he's been in a lot of foul trouble. And so I think it's it's a few things. I think he's healthy. I know they have to manage that back a little bit. You know, he missed some time because of that. But, you know, I, I haven't heard and that he's, you know, limited physically right now and you know i've been at practice and he seems full go there so i think he's okay there uh but you know again these are humans your confidence can can dip you know when you get in foul trouble you can uh or you know you've been in foul trouble over multiple games you can kind of get tentative if you will and a lot of times that leads to more fouls you know a reach or something because you don't want to you know, fully go in there and be physical, but you still kind of want to be in there. And all of a sudden you make, you know, sort of a handsy play and get, you know, get a cheap foul, stuff like that. And then, like I said earlier, and maybe the foul trouble is part of it too. He hasn't really been, you know, working that posty or crafty post moves like he was a little earlier in the season as much either. And, you know, again, I don't know if foul trouble plays a part in that of, you know, you're a little wary of being physical inside, you know, um, on alert for a potential offensive foul, but yeah, he—they need him to get going because he opens up a lot for CSU's offense, and um, he is in a look. You know, if you want to call a slump, whatever you want to call it, um, definitely a guy that uh, they need to get going. And you know, probably most importantly, that just means have him be fully available for for his minutes and not in early foul trouble.
1: Kevin, on the broadcast last night on FS1, I wanted to get your assessment of this. It was late in the game, games. Pretty much out of reach. Uh, Isaiah Stevens finds Patrick Cartier... You know in the paint kind of in the center of the paint he slows down makes a nice move gets an easy easy layup there the broadcasters commented on it and said that was the first time they've really seen tonight uh, that night that Cartier really slowed down once he got the ball there he slowed down didn't force it he did he, he went through his kind of progressions I suppose in that in that state and, and made a nice move and got the easy bucket what are your thoughts on that you know as far as thinking that maybe Cartier's rushing things a bit when he gets the back? basketball down there
2: yeah i think there's something to that that goes to you know we weren't talking specific specifically about cartier but medved said you know sometimes you're um you know because they've been in this little bit of a struggle you kind of force some things i think that can be one of them is is, yeah you sort of rush into something you know whether it's cartier post move or or, you know, someone kind of rushing a three that's, you know, like I said earlier, an okay look but not a great look. I think that's very fair for both Pat and probably across the board, honestly. Of, uh, Yes, it's kind of a mixed thing. We're saying, yes, you need to be more aggressive, but in a controlled way, if that makes sense. So uh, we're kind of towing both sides of that fence there, but it, it does make sense. I promise I
1: hope <laughs> no, it absolutely does um you know it's just it's just one of those one of those games where we can pinpoint a bunch of different things that went wrong, and at the end of the day, you make a few of those threes, I mean they were six of twenty three from the three point line Kevin, I know you've pointed that out a lot at the in the Colorado and in your on your uh, on your ex account um but if 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 one or two of those goes in. And you can keep stringing together, you know, stop here or whatever. We have a different ball game on our hands, so that's where the positive side of me is really coming in and saying, "All right, I know this team has good enough players to not shoot like that on a regular basis."
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, these guys didn't just forget how to shoot, and yeah, I keep saying, you know, I didn't sit there. I can't think of many possessions where I kind of you know, in my head said, well, what are you, know, why are you shooting that? That's a terrible shot. So they're going to fall at a better rate. At some point, you would like, you know, improve the looks a little bit by some of that, you know, aggressive paint touches that we talked about. And it's going to come around a little bit. Like again, you don't just go from a great shooting team to a terrible shooting team. Like that's just not how it goes. So uh, the numbers almost always revert back to the mean I expect that to happen, uh, but you need to do some things to make it happen, which we've kinda of spent the whole show talking about of, you know, be aggressive, get in the paint, see if he's best when they're efficient in the paint and that leads to open looks outside. So get back to that, get things cooking and and yeah, hope, you know, Nick Clifford's not gonna have a lot of shooting nights like he did last night. Obviously we know Isaiah Stevens, uh what he can do. So you're gonna get guys going a little bit. You just hope uh, you know, it's a group of them rather than you know, one in one game, one in another
1: game. Kevin, we'll take a quick break here. When we come back, let's look at Wyoming. The struggles that, they, or the, uh, the issues that this team brings to the table, um, they're certainly better than I thought. We'll take a look at them as we wrap up Rams Weekly coming up next. Welcome back into Rams Weekly. Uh, well, it's time to to move on from that Nevada game. That's what you got to do. I mean, once, once the season starts, especially the conference schedule, you just don't have a lot of time to sit and think about it, win or lose. But it also helps you know, to try to erase the memory quickly to look forward to a rivalry game coming up against Wyoming. And Kevin, you and I have talked about this a little bit off and on throughout the year, but this Wyoming team... They they surprised me a little bit, you know. They were able to beat Nevada. Um, they 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 were somewhat close with New Mexico for a moment. New Mexico ended up pulling away, but Wyoming's at least showing me that if they have a really really solid night, they can hang with some of the better teams in this conference.
2: Yeah, definitely. That Nevada win you know, last week was impressive. They hung what I think ninety eight points on them. Uh, they can really score it. Uh, like you say, kind of hung with New Mexico for a bit. Had a good half at Viejas against San Diego State before, you know, kind of fall, not falling apart. Just what happens at Viejas happens. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a improved team uh, with some dangerous players. I mean, Akat is really good. Griffin can can score. They have some nice pieces. You know, obviously we don't have to explain how, you know how ready they'll be for for this game, knowing you know, what it would mean for them and their fans to beat CSU. So,
1: yeah, this is another tricky one. And I, and again, I with, with Jeff Linder, that's another one of those solid coaches that we've talked about. You know, obviously we we talk so highly of, of Nico Medved with CSU, but Linder, I mean, I thought this was going to be, you know, just kind of a rebuilding type year, which it's going to be weird because a lot of these guys won't be back next year for the Cowboys. But um for him to be able to kind of piece this thing right back together after losing big names like Maldonado and Graham Ek, uh, finding a way to at least be over five hundred at this stage is is impressive for Wyoming.
2: Yeah, definitely. I and mean, it is a big overhaul they had to do because, like you said, those uh, you know really huge players that have been pillars of the program for quite a while, moving on uh, you know for various reasons. Yeah, it's it's a big change and. And it seems they've done a nice job of bringing some talented players in. So uh, it's, it's a sneaky game. Not, not sneaky, I shouldn't say that at all. It's not sneaky at all. Uh, but it's a tough game, I should say. And it's going to be that way, you know, obviously for CSU, you know, especially so because of the rivalry. But for a lot of teams, going up to Laramie is just not going to be a fun trip this year. It's a, it's a weird, hard place to play no matter what. And then there's a team that definitely can be dangerous
1: what do you what do you see in this one uh, we talked a little bit about Isaiah Stevens perhaps and maybe gonna try to come out a little more aggressive in this one right off the bat what how, how do you see this one playing out do you see the the three-point shot finally start to fall um, the defensive effort that they are putting out you know actually starts to, to to work we're not having crazy circus shots left and right how do you see this one playing out Kevin
2: yeah I think CSUs, like I said earlier, I think they're actually defending decent. I think that will continue. I think they've kind of figured out the best rotations for some of that. Josiah Strong getting back and, you know, kind of fully in form has really helped that. He's really strong, not to make a pun, strong on the <laughs> perimeter. Um, Bimbo was better last night. That was good because they need him inside, especially if Cartier is having foul trouble. But even if not, just a physical inside presence, they need him. Uh, so that's a good sign. And then I'll be interested to see what CSU does with the bench. We saw you know, more Javante Johnson last night than we've seen maybe all year. I think he hadn't played at all in the previous four games. And not that huge minutes last night, but he, he came in, in a couple little stretches, did some solid things too. Um, so especially you know, Joe Palmer is struggling right now. Uh, does Javante maybe get a little bit of a run out to see if he can – part of the team especially because he's a he's a dead-eye shooter when he's on um so I, i'll be intrigued to see what happens there and you know that the non-isaiah point guard minutes are some to watch obviously there aren't many of them but it's really important how csu handles you know those you know three to five minutes a game because you can't go you know let teams go on you know a six zero eight zero run just because you tried to get isaiah a breather
1: yeah, yeah, we talked about Kyan Evans too, and kind of his growth as a player. You know, you're right now. Yeah, he's basically um, uh, a break <laughs> for Isaiah, and I know at some point, you know, he's going to look to get past that, where he he can become a bigger part of this roster. But right now, it is about giving Isaiah a little bit of a break and not, you know, not putting you in a bad position. You know, no no bad turnovers in in the stretches that he's in. That, that's kind of what you're asking a guy like him to do at this stage, right?
2: Absolutely, whether it's Cayenne or Tavy Jackson coming in as you know the backup point guard uh, yeah that, you know, you don't need to be Isaiah Stevens score like Isaiah Stevens even distribute like Isaiah Stevens but you just can't you know be coughing up turnovers and you know, basically making it completely empty possessions while Stevens is out. So again it's it's funny because they play so much that it's not many minutes but they're really important minutes.
1: Yeah, they, they they really are, and you're going to need all of them. You know, all, all all hands on deck in a game like this. Like you said, Kevin, you're not going to necessarily be in the freak-out mode if they drop this one to Wyoming, but you do take some of that pressure off yourself. You, you win a game on the road to it, maybe it's a mental thing where, you, especially in yeah. that environment against a rival, you go, okay, we can get it done on the road. We can hit our three pointers on the road. We can make those stops that we need to. Um, that might be a mental thing for this team to be able to go forward with. I've,
2: I was thinking that exact same thing last night. You know, three games is such a small sample size, but that's just what the league is. You know, it's so competitive and the margin is so small that three feels really big. So yeah, I, I do kind of wonder and think that there might be some of that with, with the team. Of and you know, once they win one of these tough road games, they'll be kind of let out, you know, breathe a sigh of relief and like all right, guys, we're fine. And this is important, you know, if you're looking mini stretches, CSU plays at Wyoming, you know, one of the, you know, it's it's a quote-unquote more winnable road game than, you know, maybe at whatever, New Mexico or something like that. So if you can get one there, you know, San Diego State at home, we've obviously talked about the importance of winning at home, especially against your, uh, you know, kind of top-tier competitors. And then you go to Fresno State, which is another one that, you know, they're toward the bottom of the league. You have to win there. So this is an important stretch for CSU. And starting it, you know, if you want to call it starting it, with a, a rivalry road win would be a really beneficial thing for CSU. Uh, to, yeah, just kind of give yourself a little bit of – Breathing
1: room. What was uh, what was Nico uh, like after at the at the end of this game last night, Kevin? What was kind of his demeanor, um, his his messaging, at least to you, and then even even to the rest of the team? What can you take us through some of that?
2: Yeah, well, he is hoarse. I think he, he might be battling something. That guy had lost his voice there, uh, but yeah, it was um, frustration, not you know super down or anything like they know this is what the season is it's gotta be you know really tough and a lot up and downs but and he even said you know we've just gotta get over the hump talking about road you know they they know it they're aware of uh you know that's kind of the big hurdle right now so yeah i'd say frustration mixed with determination of uh and and even some confidence of we're gonna figure it out like i don't think there's any Drop in belief in this team overall that they can, you know, do a lot of the things they wanted to do, but definitely frustration. And that's three big Mountain West road games that, again, they kind of worked in, were in, in the second half, but didn't win. So a whole mixture of all that stuff. But, you know, we've been around Nico Medved a lot, pretty even keel wins and losses, you know, never seen a win where he's, you know, run around, pump his fists. Like they, you know, they've solved everything. They've fixed basketball. And likewise in losses, you know he doesn't tend to to you know beat themselves up too much either. So that was a lot of kind of the same vibe last night.
1: Well, we'll see if uh, they can put that for, forward uh, to a, to a big effort here against the Wyoming Cowboys. Kevin, safe travels for you, my man. We'll catch up with you next week. But uh, as always, appreciate you, my friend. You bet. Glad to be on again. Kevin Lytle, the Coloradoan. It's been Rams Weekly, presented by State Farm and Marinda Simpson be back at it next thursday big one coming up against the cowboys go rams